On the CFE podcast, we talk to our CFE coaches and learn from them. We meet and learn about our CFE CrossFitters, and we talk to Glen Ed business leaders and learn from them. And sometimes Dallas and I challenge ourselves by throwing each other crazy scenarios. <laughs> what would you do scenarios? And that's what we're doing in the podcast today. So for something fun and different, stick around. Welcome to the CrossFit Edwardsville Community Podcast where we hear and learn from our coaches, CrossFitters, and Glen Ed community leaders. Now, here are your hosts, Dallas and Greg. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the CFE CrossFit <laughs> community podcast. <laughs> we're, like 50, we're like 50 episodes in. Dallas. Sometimes you totally botch the intro and it's all <laughs> right. I'm so excited about the questions you've got for me today, G, that I'm, I totally botched the the intro there, but you kind of covered it in the in the pre-roll where you said we do get to talk with our coaches, we get to talk with some of our CrossFitters, get to talk with our Glen Ed community leaders, but sometimes you and I just gab and you come across random weird scenarios uh, okay. and you get to ask me, Dallas, what would you do? So that's where we are today. We are yeah. on the episode, What Would You Do? Scenarios Part 2. And uh, I that's... find this sort of thing really fun, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's, I think anytime we talk, we have a good time. And especially when we get a chance to kind of test ourselves in our extemporaneous speaking and yep. like just having fun, man. Just uh, seeing where our minds take us when we give them the that's opportunity right. to play a little bit. Well, and so the whole idea here, I'm a little warm, so I'm taking off the taking off the hoodie. Uh, that's the right. whole idea well, here when the mental too... engines get fired up, the body gets warm, that's too. Right. Um, and I want to show off my non-tanned arms. <laughs> um, Dude, you look more tanned than I do and more jacked today. Well, when you're limited to mostly upper body stuff during injury time, you got to be, <laughs> you, you, you end up doing a lot of stuff with your arms and shoulders. So, um, so this is kind of a fun little thing. We've done this one other time and uh, you came at me with some stuff. And I believe at one point in the last episode, I mentioned a tinfoil hat. Uh, we're yeah. finding out if, whether or not aliens are real. I'm hoping we're going to stay a little more grounded today uh, and that you're going to throw some stuff at me that is a little more. Don't bet know, on it, Dallas. Don't bet we'll on bet it. Our, all right, <laughs> let's find out then. Ladies and gentlemen, here we are with what would you do scenarios round two. Hit me with them, G. Round two. So we're going to start off something a little bit more playful, a little bit more fun today. And the, all right. the, the scenario for Dallas presently. Dallas, if you never had to sleep again, what would you do? If I never had to sleep, like uh, it wasn't a physical requirement, right? Like, some like uh, God has changed the rules, and okay. Dallas no longer needs to sleep in order to feel rested or restored, like a human again. Okay, like basically that 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 need has been erased from your human template. Sure. And so now you're free to use your full 24 hours any way you <laughs> damn well please. <laughs> All right, I like this one. Um, this actually brings up some odd emotions because part of me would be would still go, well, wait, I occasionally do want to just take a nap just to get away from people. Like yeah. on Sunday afternoons, I occasionally look at my kids and go, daddy's going to nap just to kind of get away. So I might still take advantage yeah. of that clause if I can. Um, the question like you're saying, though, the first thing for you would be you would like to still have the option to sleep, even if you don't have to. I think so. I think I would like the... Uh, I think there's something the important. Escape. The, there's something to the escape, or, or you know, to use the the biblical term for it, resting the Sabbath, just kind of yeah. taking that time. Here's here's where I think it would be really intriguing, 
because we all say to ourselves philosophically, oh, if I only had more hours in the day, right? And you get these entrepreneurs and these uh, these leaders who say, you know, sleep is for suckers or uh, Elon Musk is known as saying that he works 18 hours a day most days and sleeps about four to five. And then, you know, I don't really know what that looks like. My concern would be that I would get addicted to activity. And so I would be, I think I would have an opportunity to yes. engage in boundary practices that I'm, I do keep in mind now um, in that I only have so many hours a day that I'm most, I can most maximize my creativity, most maximize my productivity. So okay. what would I do in the off time? Would I, I think I would have to pursue more, uh, more hobbies, creative endeavors, um, more time with the family. I don't think I would want to fill it with more work hours. Right. That would be, that would be the temptation to think yeah. more time, more success. But I, I don't, I don't think I'd want to do that. I think I would want to explore what success means more in the richness of extra time that I would feel I had. Well, you, you bring up an interesting point because like surely God and in his infinite wisdom gave us the parameter of sleep requirement for a reason. Yeah. And I don't claim to have the answer to this, but I imagine that there probably is something to the fact that it puts a limit on the number of viable hours every single day. Yeah. Like let's say for let's say for the average person it's 16 on, 8 off. You got yep. 16 hours to make shit happen, right? How are you going to spend that 16 hours? And I would wager that if for any average person if the 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 magic like the need to sleep was magically erased i don't see most people becoming necessarily more productive no i don't think, I think so a either. lot of people may end up spending a lot more time on the cat videos because <laughs> it probably like for That's most probably people, what i would do is i would start making cat videos for all the people who spent more time on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, you capitalize right you'd be the you could be the, uh, you could be the guy selling the, the the shovel at the the gold uh the side of the gold digger right right exactly but you know i think that for most people like their jobs typically don't require another 10 hours a day right there's a lot of waste and inefficiency in in what i see from most folks you know myself included i don't yeah. i don't say this you know from a from my high horse of judgment, there are ways I could be a lot more efficient during my work day as well. But I think if you just suddenly expanded and you had another eight hours to spend on anything you could every single day, it's probably it would probably become paramount of paramount importance to establish boundaries right away right. so that it didn't become an enormous waste of time. Right. Or that right. you didn't fall deeper into whatever addictive behavior you have, because especially for the entrepreneurs, we're pretty typically workaholics by default. And yeah. if I had magically eight more hours every single day that I could spend on whatever, there is that temptation to say, oh, I could get so far ahead of everybody who's not working that extra eight hours. But the really rewarding yeah. time would have been would not be in work the really rewarding time would be in other things. That's what I think. I think um, the temptation would be to tip the scales towards productivity. But but even I, I saw something not too long ago, uh, a study was done that even in a typical, typical quote unquote, eight hour workday, the average person only does about four and a half to five hours of actual product 
productive work. Right. So what would we do with more things we love? Hopefully we would pursue the people we love, the hobbies we've right. been wanting to take on um, and not make it more about, uh, I hate to say it like this, uh, not to make it more about some form of capitalist endeavor, the dark side of capitalism. Right. I would hope that right. would hope that we would engage in the things that awaken our souls and refresh our souls. Yeah. Because if we're not getting refresh, refreshed because of sleep, hopefully we're doing something that refreshes us in another way. Yeah, I think that one way, if the need for sleep were erased, it would make my life easier in one important way. So you yeah. know this, I, I'm as morning person as it gets. I want to get yeah. up early, get after it, be done, and then go to bed early. If I didn't have to go to bed early, it'd make my life substantially easier in one important way. My wife and my son are not morning people, not even yeah. close. Like yep. they hit their stride in the evening, that <laughs> 7 p.m. to midnight time window. Yeah, you can, like, you can hang with them. It's peak time for them to have all the fun and play yeah. the games and have the conversations and watch the show and binge yep. watch the show. Like that's, that's when they love to do all that stuff. So in this imaginary world where I don't have to go to sleep and get up early in the morning to get shit done, like I'd be spending a lot more time with Caroline and Zai in between that time window right. because I, I guess for our scenario, in our scenario, I am the only one that no longer has a sleep requirement, I suppose, right? right? Well, because you just brought up a very interesting thing. If my three boys didn't have any more sleep need as well, that would actually become very grueling. Because yeah. it would just be like, hey, you need to go away so that mom and dad can have some alone time. Like yeah. you just made me think if their hours got amped up as well, I'd yeah. be looking to get them out of the house by 14 or 15. Yeah. <laughs> because instead of having to be actively engaged in parenting for yeah. just for purposes of the illustration, 16 hours a day. Yeah. Now you have to be actively engaged in parenting for 24 hours a day. That's which brutal. For so many people, the 16 is enough. <laughs> yeah. Especially yeah. For, for, for me as an introvert. So there's, there is there's so many things. These scenario story questions are always so fun. Yeah. If it I, were I just that, me, I would have peak productivity while everybody was sleeping so that yes. I could spend more quality time with them while they weren't. Yeah, I love that. So like, I'd probably start my workday earlier, finish it earlier, because again, in this scenario, yeah. I don't have to sleep, but they do. Right. So I would want to make from the most time of the they daylight hours. School. Yeah. Like I would be with them from 3.30 or so until they went to bed at nine and I wouldn't think anymore about, oh, I need to put in an extra, extra two hours here because I would yeah. know I'd get that at one in the morning while everyone's out. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely need to, you know, block out a bunch of hours for me just to go off on my own, just to be, just to reconnect with myself. Mm -hmm. Like that for me is the recharge time, it, you know, me alone in a cabin, yeah. me alone in the kitchen when everybody else is asleep, me having conversations with myself when nobody right. else is around, right. which like that's, that is as wild as it sounds, that's a big part of what recharges my soul. It helps yeah. me get my mind right so that. I am a valuable and worthwhile person when I'm around my wife and my son. Yep. Because if I'm, I, I love them more than anything, but I will say if I spend the entire weekend hanging out with them, by, by Monday morning, I'm useless. Mm -hmm. Like I am useless. There's no 
resilience juice left nope. in this thing. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Well, that's an interesting one. So if you're listening to this, let us know in the comments or in the chat, what would you do if you never had to sleep again? Would you finally make it through that TV series? Would you add some productivity? Would you pick up a hobby? Let us know what you would do. Or would you just simply have more time to study and rest and have that alone time? Would love to hear it. Uh, hit me with your next one, G. So the next scenario is what would you do if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life? <laughs> only eat one food for the rest of your life. Huh. All right. So you know me well enough to know what my answer probably is pretty quickly. It's either Mexican or it's wings. Fajitas. Fajitas, yeah. Yeah, it'd be fajitas. Now, the question would be for you, um, because fajitas is like, to me, that's the perfect food. You you mm -hmm. get meat and plenty of onion and green pepper, some red peppers occasionally. You, you, get, you get the goodies, and it comes at you hot and fast, and it's very satisfying. But the question is, is that one food, meaning that's one platter, or, That's exactly what I thought when you said this. Yeah. So if you if you had to limit me to one food, it'd be ribeyes. Like essentially the question. Go full carnivore. What we're asking is, is the question, Dallas, do you get only one ingredient right. for the rest of your life? Or do you only get one dish for the rest of your life? So because if it were, for if example, it were one like ingredient. if I could have the same dinner that I had at Texas Roadhouse two days ago for right. the rest of my life, would that be it? Or if I could only have the the twelve ounce prime rib for the rest of my life, would that be it? Right. That's the question here. So I mean, let's tackle it from both angles. So we we know what Dallas would do if he's given only one dish for the rest of his life. It's going to be those fajitas. Fajita. Winner, winner, fajita dinner. I don't need dinner. the rice. I don't need the beans. Give me the meat and the veggies. Platter, hot skillet, yeah. as it arrives, yeah. and a fork. Yeah. And I'm great. All right, but what if we we tighten the screw a little bit and you can only have one ingredient for the rest of your life? What it is would it be, that? I would be full carnivore and I would only eat ribeyes. Only ribeyes. Ribeyes over, over fire. Meat, dead cow over flame. That's it. I'm good. Have, have you been all carnivore before? I did carnivore for 30 days. That's right. I think I remember this. And it was, I got to the point where I was only eating one meal a day. Um, and I did, uh, I did fairly, so there's levels of carnivore. Yeah. Um, and so you, some carnivores believe that it's more like a no carb keto. And so they're eating dairy and they're eating cheeses and things like that. And even eggs. Mm -hmm. I actually was just straight. Um, I did what I think they call it like level four, which is, um, snout, snout to tail and organ meat. So like I was eating liver in that month and um, various parts of cow and pig and uh, occasionally chicken. But uh, I think I only ate chicken maybe three times that month. But it was uh, it was basically a steak or liver almost all month. And I actually about a week and a half into it, I, I fell in love with it. Yeah. Because it was so stupid simple. <laughs> yeah, I bet so easy. It's so easy, and a by the time can do it. By the t it's so easy, a caveman can do it, Geico. By the time, um, by the time dinner came around, because it was just an omad, and it was about it was about twelve to fourteen ounces of just ribeye. Again, ribeye was the main one. Um, it tasted so good, and it was just salt and pepper. That's all I put on it ever either, um, and I actually. 
there was a you know the first couple of weeks everybody you kind of clean out a little bit i'll just i'll say it like that um that was my chief concern for you when you said that you know one thing would be ribeyes and like feel for dallas and all the time you'd be spending in the bathroom it was it was about it was about nine or ten days of that after every meal it was just like hey in the next hour and a half i need to be nearby a toilet um but yeah. then after that it was great and i had a really cool energy now could i do that more than 30 days i don't know by the end of the 30 days i was you know, but if I had, if I had to go that route, I'd want to eat something that had high levels of protein and fat in it so that I yeah. could have that. Um, I believe we say this word differently. I would say satiety. Yeah. But you satiety. say satiety. So you say tomato, satiety. I say tomato, that would not be the fruit that I would pick. Um, but, uh, but I would be satiated with, right. uh, with, I think, uh, ribeyes. I think that you would miss all the veggies too much after a minute. I think you'd miss anything. Like if yeah. you, if, if G, if you could only eat your nighttime chili for the yeah. rest of your life, wouldn't you miss the vegetables too? And the eggs? It, it would the... take less than 24 hours. I would miss it literally the, the very first day right. of this. I'd miss my breakfast the very first day that I didn't have it. Now you could, Absolutely. you could kamikaze it and you could say, if I only was forced to only eat one food for the rest of my life, I'm going to eat the fattiest, most saturated processed food to end it quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the, the, what came to mind for me was maybe cashew butter because you know, your cashew really? butter, your peanut butter. Yeah. And I, I say that for this reason that I'm looking at it from an athlete standpoint, from a yeah. functional person standpoint, I need to have, in my head, I need to have proteins, fats, and carbohydrates in some yeah. ratio in order for my body to get all that it needs. So sure. without, without you know, if I don't want to go down the route of having to take, a, you know, ridiculous amounts of supplements in order to meet all the needs that sure. I wasn't getting by only eating bananas every single day, right? then I would say that peanut butter or cashew butter, probably cashew butter or almond butter would be my top choice because it's... Like in one package, protein, fat, and carb in a pretty solid ratio that is sure. pretty close to ideal for most people. It requires no refrigeration. You can That's take it true. with you everywhere you go. It's easily portable. I can put it in my in my duffel bag and have it with me at all times. What I don't know for sure is if this counts as a dish or a food because cashew butter, you know, you're looking at it's cashews sure. and palm oil ground up into a mix. Right. Or it's it's almonds and palm oil ground to a mix, plus or minus sugar, plus or minus cinnamon, whatever else they put into it. Right. I don't know if that counts as dish or food. That would seem to me that it's a dish. So if it's not just ground up cashew yeah. and the natural oils pressed from that. Like if you yeah. had additional cashew oil added in instead of palm oil, it would right. seem to me, um, but... I think I would get tired of that um, flavor and texture pretty quickly. I think that we would with any food. I think that, you know, you give could it. You, but you could do eggs a thousand ways. I could do I eggs a thousand ways. Eggs. But the the, the, the the kicker with that is like, does it still count as eggs if I put hummus on it? Does it, is it, is it oh, still, no. do you know what I'm saying? Like no. you could only scramble them, boil them, yeah. poach them, fry them. Because I think that if I was only going to pick one food, I think eggs would be it. You know, I can go whole egg. I can go egg white. Right. I could scramble them, poach them, right. hard boil them. 
you know, there's a lot of different ways that you can prepare. Yeah. I, and I assume too, that I can only have one food, but all seasonings are in play. I presume this is the case. I would assume seasonings are in play as well. But yeah. that's also why if they weren't in play, I would throw meat on a fire. Because yeah. that, to me, there's enough natural flavor that comes out of it. Sure. And I could smoke it, and I could roast it, and I could grill yeah. it, and I could... Yeah, I'd buy a sous vide. I'd sous vide the crap out of that meat. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's an interesting one. So everybody, if you're listening, let us know in the comments, in the chats, if you could only eat one food, and we'll even allow you two answers here. One like platter, one meal yeah. versus one actual food item for the rest of your life. What yeah. would it be? Gee, well, give it to me, man. Us, now this brings us to our third scenario, which is Dallas, what would you do if you didn't have to work for a living? We have erased that requirement. Let me put it another way. We have just made a, a deposit in the Amsden Fund yep. that now exonerates you from any requirement of having to do anything in order to have the financial means to live your life. All Three, right. two, one, go. What do you do? And with this scenario, I'm going to say we have made a deposit to the Amsden Fund that is sufficient for you to maintain your current level, your current standard of living. Yep. All right. So one little parameter on this, you no longer have to work. You can keep everything you have in your life now, all the food, housing, the your, your kids' school is paid for, whatever, right? Everything, all needs are met. Now, what are you going to do? All day long, do whatever you want. So the impulse is to say I'd go sit on a beach, but that would last about two weeks, right? And then you'd um, be bored out of your mind. I would. I, I, would. Uh, I have to create something. So, yeah. uh, so I would probably, I remember Dr. Jordan B. Peterson, 12 rules for life or 12 more rules for life. If you've read, read his second book now. Um, but, uh, he, he talked about meaning and purpose. Um, and he said that the meaning of life is to find the largest burden you can and to carry it willingly. And without meaning, we just, we don't, we don't have any, uh, mm -hmm. There's no purpose. There's no joy because, you know, to use his words for it, my wife always laughs because whenever I'm talking about him, inevitably the word malevolence comes up. Life is full of mm -hmm. malevolence and chaos. Yes. Yes. Um, so, so I really like that idea of to find the largest burden you can and bear it willingly. Um, I want to, I want to throw a thought in on this as well, Dallas, yeah, before yeah. we steer away from it, that I believe very strongly that, within the, the deepest depths of the human soul and character, within our DNA, there is this innate need to face struggle. Yes. And overcome it. I think yes. that is a basic human need that for many people, like they, so, well, I'll put it this way. There are some people in the world upon whom the struggle is an imposed life condition. They have no They'll say in it, I'll, I'll use the people of the Ukraine as an example right now. Yeah. They're engaged in a life and death struggle as we speak. The, 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 their, their very like nature, their, their identity as a sovereign nation is threatened. Their, their livelihood is threatened. Their lives are threatened. Yeah. They have a struggle that's very clear, present, and real to them. It's inescapable. That's that's the life that they are living, right? Mm -hmm. You go overseas to here, 
we have many people that don't have a meaningful struggle. Right. And I think it's those people that are the ones that get drawn into silly, stupid, and meaningless conflicts, like right. arguing with people online. Yeah. Going onto Reddit and getting into fights with people that you don't know. Reddit because and everybody are not needs the real to world. have that struggle in some way. Right. Some people have a meaningful and productive outlet for it. Some people find it in jujitsu because yep. there's a very real struggle, you versus another person. Some people find it, you know, in going out into nature and seeing, you know, can I can I live off the land right. for a few days? Other people find it in getting to fights about politics and religion. Right. None of those interest me. Um, I I would say I would say that as you were talking there, I what I would look for, you know, we asked the other question if you never had to sleep again. And I would yeah. look to find balance. Um, so if I never had to work for a living, I would still I would not be financially driven, but I would be impact motivated. For sure. Um, just the type of personality I am. So I would find a way to continue to work and create in a way that impacted people's lives positively yes. um, and, and you know, do good in the world, as the old saying goes. Um, right. So I would still need to create. I would still need to make an impact. I would still need to have a positive influence on people. And I would still work in that regard. However, what I would also seek personally is more balance. And you've heard me talk about this, G, the four areas of our lives. Mm -hmm. We have our spiritual life, our physical health, our relational uh, being, well-being, and then our professional work. And so the spiritual, physical, relational, and professional, and usually where we're tends to happen for me is I lean really hard into the professional because I get to exercise my creativity the most there. And because there is a, you know, the financial need of feeding myself. So in those four areas, I would probably say I would be able to rebalance, be able to put a better balance of power on more spiritual pursuits, more physical health pursuits as well. Um, yeah. and, and more relational well-being, all of which should be already in my pursuits, but sometimes fall out of balance because of the need for finances. So well, I, would, I would try and find a way to balance the scales a little bit. So both for the question about sleep and the question for, about, about being able to not have to work, a, a lot of this ends up coming back to the idea of having enough self-discipline yeah. to allocate what you do have intelligently thoughtfully based on priorities right yeah. so i would yeah. wager that for most people probably for us if we're honest like if all of a sudden the chains are taken off we don't have to sleep we don't have to work it'd be very easy for us to it would magnify all of our flaws yep. like the workaholic side of us gets dialed up another three notches and right. now our spouses are even more tense with us because they're not seeing us often enough yep. right yep. for example like that it, it, it would magnify our strengths and it would it would also magnify our weaknesses because we would we'd kick you know twice as much ass at work but if we didn't immediately put and, and maybe that's what god is doing in all of his infinite wisdom is like he gave us this need for sleep because it forces you to choose priorities during yeah. the day and it forces you to make choices yep like what do you do? What do you not do? 
I love to think in this scenario that if I did not have to work, what you're describing is exactly what I would do. I would try to find a way to contribute to the benefit and the blessing of others. Uh, that would become my, my I mean, in a, in a lot of ways, that's exactly what I do in my life now. And I mm -hmm. think I would still do my CrossFit workouts. I would still take my wife on a date every two weeks. I would still go out with my son every Thursday to spend a whole day together. I would still do jujitsu. I would still get up in the morning and pray. I would still do my meditation. I would yep. still do some variation of the podcast. Right. You know, I'd find interesting people like Dallas Amsden and Jake Seabach and whoever else that I would, yeah. I would do a podcast where we shared the knowledge and the experience that we had to make somebody's life better. I would yep. still do all of those things. So in a lot of ways, my life wouldn't change a lot, but the thought of not having to worry about finances ever again, that's awfully attractive thought. Uh -huh. Oh, well, for sure. Yeah. And I, I do think, um, again, I think it would be to your point, the, the perspective, but that balance element, I mean, everything we talked about today, even the only eating one food for the rest of your life, it throws everything out of balance. Right. And we understand that there should be more balance in our world. So these other questions, I think it's the same thing. Um, sure. I probably would take those first couple of weeks and just be like, Hey, let's go on a vacation to Fiji for a while and not think about it. Right. But I would be no time at all before my journal was filled with ideas. For sure. So and anyway. that's where you'd go. You go to Fiji. Oh, yeah. or, or was that just a hypothetical? Was that just uh, no, a no, no, no. Uh, I, it would either be Fiji or the Maldives. I would spend, I would spend a week or two on one of those huts that's on the water. Yeah. That you can literally walk down the steps and walk right into the ocean. Um, no, it's actually, it's, uh, that on my uh, on my vision map, on my uh, personal mindset map, there's a vacation location I want to go to. Isn't that where Tony Robbins Island is? is he it? lives off of Fiji. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I thought so. And he's he also has you know, his six basic human needs, including, you know, connection and love. Yeah. As well, as something you had said reminded me of this earlier, the need to for a contribution or significance. Yeah. I think it's a basic human need. I think Tony Robbins has that exactly right, that we all need to feel deep in our soul that we are contributing something meaningful to the world around us. Yep. If we didn't yep. have that, we would feel empty inside. We'd have yep. no work to do, and we'd be extremely saddened by it. <laughs> yeah, I think so too, for sure. Cool. Well, uh, we well, had more scenarios in mind, but I feel like that kind of wraps it up. Kind of, I neatly. think that was. A, I think I'm feeling the same way you felt, man. I think that was a really good encapsulation of it. Uh, this was a fun one. We can you can save the other ones for uh, part three if we ever decide to go to. But today was what would you do scenarios part two, and it was a good time. Hey, it was to all of our audience out there. Thank you for joining us, Dallas. Yeah. Thank you for joining me. Hopefully, this podcast has given you some things to think about and has contributed to your life. It helps you to see things in a fresh or new way. Maybe helps. It. Maybe you you found yourself as you were listening along, daydreaming a little bit about what you would do if you never had yeah. to work or never had to sleep. They're fun things to think about. In the meantime, Dallas, somebody wants to learn more about CrossFit. What should they do? Well, yeah. And hit us up with your answers on these questions on the socials. So if you never had to sleep again, if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, or if you didn't have to work uh, for a living ever again, let us know on our social at CrossFit Edwardsville, Facebook, Instagram, the tweet, 
the Twitter, uh, although although we all know it's not the real world, um, or TikTok, you can follow us there as well. But yeah, let us know what you would do on those. Or if you want to check out more information about us, throw us into Google and look at CrossFit Edwardsville, read some of our reviews um, from our current and past clients. And then also uh, when the time is right, go to CrossFitEdwardsville.com and find out more about us. You can download some e-guides there or the most important step is take your next step in your fitness journey and in your health journey so that you can look better, feel better, and perform better by simply booking a no-sweat conversation with one of our coaches. And again, that is at CrossFit Edwardsville. That's it for me. Uh, Coach G, thanks so much, my friend, my brother. And uh, I will let you sing us out. Ladies and gentlemen, have a beautiful and blessed rest of your day.